1: Today is Wednesday, January 1st, 2020. On this day in 1934, Alcatraz Island began its formal transformation from a benign military brig into one of the most notorious federal prisons in the country. Welcome to Today in True Crime, a ParCast original. I'm Vanessa Richardson, and today I'm joined by our guest host, Shelby Scott of Scare You to Sleep podcast. Every week, Shelby tells a spooky bedtime story, giving you all the details on the things that go bump in the night.
2: Hello, everyone. I'm thrilled
1: to dive into Alcatraz and its fascinating history. Now let's go back to January 1st, 1934. Around mid-morning, just as warden James A. Johnston arrived at the post office, in downtown San Francisco. 59-year-old James A. Johnston was wearing his usual three-piece suit as he walked up the marble steps. He'd recently been hired as the first ever warden of Alcatraz Federal Penitentiary and was ready to get to work. He entered his newly acquired office space and surveyed what he had to work with. The office was temporary until the army left the island, but it was fully staffed and they were waiting on his orders. They only had eight months to get the facilities on the island up to his high specifications. Johnston knew what it took to run a maximum security prison. He was the warden at both Folsom and San Quentin State Prison in California. He ran a tight ship and never once had a riot. He was going to make sure that Alcatraz was the same. It would also be the most high-tech prison in existence. Because these weren't going to be just any prisoners in Alcatraz, Johnston would receive the most hardened criminals in the country. He was getting the troublemakers, the ones that were at the highest risk of escape. The United States government was going to make an example of them. No matter how hard these men tried, they would never leave Alcatraz under their own power. However, escape from Alcatraz wasn't unheard of when it was a military prison. Despite its location in the middle of the San Francisco Bay, several attempts were made to break out. The icy waters and swift current were a deterrent, but men on the rock were desperate. In 1912, two men successfully escaped from Alcatraz and slipped into the night. It was believed they escaped the island on a raft but were never heard from again. After the retrofitting was completed, Johnston would make sure no man even came close to freedom again. From January to August of 1934, the prison was methodically remodeled to be escape-proof. Johnston added tool-proof steel to almost every aspect of Alcatraz, the cell bars, the windows, and in mesh coverings. All of the existing bars and grates were torn out and replaced. Johnston also added additional guard towers and installed a brand new technology in his prison, metal detectors. By August of 1934, Alcatraz was complete and Warden Johnston arrived ready to accept his first inmates. The largest group arrived from Leavenworth Prison in Kansas. Among the first batch of prisoners were the notorious gangster Al Capone and famous kidnapper Machine Gun Kelly. Alcatraz was a technological marvel, oppressive to look at. Once on the island, prisoners were separated and put into their individual cells. Al Capone, who had been living a cushy life in past lockups because of numerous bribes, found life at Alcatraz hard. He reportedly told Warden Johnston, It looks like Alcatraz has me licked. However, these prisoners were still desperate men with little else to do but think about freedom. If you repeatedly tell them that escaping is impossible, you're basically daring them to try. Up next, we'll hear about some of the most famous escape attempts at the notorious prison while Johnston served as warden.
0: This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. Forget dark alleys and cemeteries. For some, the gym is the scariest place of all. But it doesn't have to be. With a personalized plan and expert coaching, Anytime Fitness can help make the gym less frightening. Get more for your gym membership than machines. Get personalized support anytime, anywhere. Visit AnytimeFitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, and restrictions apply. See website for details.
1: Now back to the story. On January 1st, 1934, Warden James A. Johnston set out to create an inescapable prison on Alcatraz Island, one that was fit for the most hardened criminals in the United States. But it didn't take long for the prisoners to try to test his precautions. My guest, Shelby Scott, is gonna take over from here to discuss some of the many brazen escape attempts at Alcatraz while Johnston served as warden. Thanks,
2: Vanessa. When Alcatraz was retrofitted to be inescapable, Nearly every aspect of the prison was looked at and assessed, however, with not much else to do in their small cells, the prisoners gave Alcatraz their own scrutinizing, looking for a way out. The first breakout was attempted a little over two years after Johnston took over, on April 27, 1936. While working at the incinerator, inmate Joe Bowers decided to make a break for it and climb the high chain-link fence topped with razor wire. He was immediately spotted by guards who shouted at him to surrender, but he refused to come down. He was shot and fell about 50 feet to his death. This failure didn't deter others. A year and a half after the first attempt, two inmates working in the rubber mat shop discovered a window that hadn't been retrofitted. They spent months slowly filing away at the bars on the window until one stormy night, the metal gave way. They escaped out into the night and carefully entered the frigid churning waters but the two men were swept out to sea by the strong current and were never seen again. After each attempt, Warden Johnston made corrections to his prison to ensure that no one could try the same avenue of escape again. The most daring breakout attempt during Johnston's tenure occurred in 1946, nearly 13 years after the prison opened. 46-year-old bank robber Bernard Coy noticed the guards had a set schedule and their gun gallery that overlooked the cell block didn't have reinforced bars. He carefully planned. On May 2nd, 1946, he waited for the guard in the gallery to go on break. He covered himself in grease and climbed the bars toward the gun gallery. At the top, Coy stretched the bars with a homemade device that he made in the workshop using a pipe from a toilet fixture, a bolt, and a nut. Precariously perched at the top, He used a wrench to gradually bend the bars until he'd made an opening wide enough for him to slide through. Then he crouched and waited. When the guard came back, he struck. Koi had several accomplices who were patiently waiting down below. They could hear the scuffling, but couldn't see what was going on. After a few moments, there was nothing but silence. They looked up and saw weapons being lowered down to them. They armed themselves with the guns and clubs that Koi provided then took nine other guards hostage and placed them in a cell. The prisoners now controlled the entire cell block. But it wasn't long before the other guards noticed something was amiss and the alarm was sounded. As the situation spiraled out of control, Warden Johnston called in a platoon of nearby Marines to the island. They waited on his orders to storm the prison. Once Coy and the others saw the Marines, they knew that their plan was foiled. There was no way to make a quiet escape. In a fit of rage and frustration, one of the armed prisoners shot at their hostages, hitting many of them. Warden Johnston gave the signal for the Marines to engage their weapons. The two parties exchanged volleys of gunfire and the concrete walls became visibly chipped by bullets. Authorities held out hope that Coy would surrender. However, as the hours stretched on, the criminals persisted in their standoff. It was 48 long hours before the order was finally given for the Marines to storm the prison. They used everything at their disposal, including grenades and machine guns, eventually killing three of the belligerents. By the time Warden Johnston reclaimed his prison, two guards were killed, at least 14 others were wounded. It was dubbed the Battle of Alcatraz.
1: Johnston served as Warden until 1948 when he retired The plans set in motion on January 1st, 1934, were a success. In his 14 years at Alcatraz, no one escaped alive. I'm Vanessa Richardson. Thanks again, Shelby, for joining me today.
2: Thanks for having me. You can find my podcast, Scary to Sleep, on Spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts.
1: Today in True Crime was created by Max Cutler, is a production of Cutler Media, and is part of the ParCast Network. It is produced by Max and Ron Cutler, sound designed by Andy Waits, with production assistance by Ron Shapiro, Carly Madden, and Travis Clark. This episode of Today in True Crime was written by Robert Tyler Walker, with writing assistance by Maggie Admire. I'm Vanessa Richardson.